This is Rec Room Radio Extra, interview with me, the Autistic YT. And so today guys, we are speaking with a YouTuber who has autism and has one over 140,000 subscribers on YouTube. And his name is called The Aspie World. Welcome to the studio, Dan. First of all, I hope you're doing okay. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm doing really, really well. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thank you. And secondly... Uh, may I just say, it is a huge honour to have you here today. My pleasure. Now, you are autistic yourself, aren't you? If I'm correct now. I am, yeah. I, I had a diagnosis of Asperger's syndrome, yeah. And you have your own YouTube channel, which is all about uh, talking about autism and trying to fit in with uh, today's world and giving out useful tips uh, for those who are autistic or uh, learning about autism, etc. Talking about your autism first, when did you first find out that you had autism? Um, well, you know, it's interesting. The official diagnosis happened when I was 26 years old, which was quite a long time for, you know, being alive and kick in with a condition for that long it's undiagnosed but my parents knew there was something amiss obviously when I was like three years old so they took me to all types of therapies and different doctors and stuff but it was late 80s early 90s and where I live in Wales there was not many um, you know accredited autism well there was none there was none at all there was nobody knew anything about autism so they couldn't diagnose me um, but I learned of the diagnosis officially when I was 26 and that was kind of a that was a shock because it was the first time I'd ever been introduced to the term autism because um, I didn't know what it was until that point. A little bit about autism then, because it is such a small community out there, which, for example, I mean, you could go up to someone like who isn't autistic and say, hey, do you know what is autism? Then they might reply back to say, oh, sorry, we don't know what autism means in some way, say, so, for an example that was, because uh, the autism spectrum, like, because it's such a small community, well, that's my opinion, like, I feel like it's a small community out there still, where not many people know about autism, or what the awareness, like, of what all the signs have out there from people, because there's quite... A few different types of autism so because it needs to be explained clearer with what you doing yourself making useful daily videos about being autistic or talking about the signs of autism as it's the same uh, on what to look out for etc it's very useful thank you ah you're welcome so coming to your channel how did you come up with the name the Aspie world? Um, I have no idea. I just, I wanted to, um, I'd heard the term Aspie being thrown around because I had Asperger syndrome and I just didn't want to use, you know, the Asperger syndrome channel because I feel like it was such a, a mouthful to say. And literally about three or four months after I was diagnosed with Asperger syndrome, they took it out of the diagnostic criteria and replaced it with autism spectrum disorder. So it was a bit of a bit of an odd one to kind of use Asperger syndrome again moving forward so I was like huh and then I heard the term Aspie and I thought it was a cool fun like cutesy like name to use and I thought maybe I could call it like because I wanted it to be about you know talk about my life and so in my world and so I just thought the Aspie world because 
I don't know why, you know, I just thought it would be cool. So if you had to say, how long have you been doing YouTube now? Well, I started my, I uploaded my first YouTube video in 2013 for the Astri world, uh, but I didn't actually doing, do anything on the channel until, until 2015. I decided to start uploading quite regularly um, just because there was more and more people subscribing and they wanted to know more. And then in 2017, I really took it seriously. And then, you know, we are where we are today. So yeah, since, since I'd say since 2015 properly. I managed to ask some of the fans of Requiem Radio uh, if they got any questions, um, I managed to get quite a few uh, for a few replies, which is amazing. So thank you, fans. Uh, but I decided I managed to pick three questions. So the first one is from Golden underscore VR underscore Art. And Golden says, how in the world do you even have the strength to upload knowing there are people that can easily bully you because you are autistic? It's a good question. And you know, I, I was I was scared at first to do it. Uploading videos and putting yourself out there in a public sphere was a very difficult thing to do because of that scrutiny from public um, opinions and, and bullying and stuff. And then um, I heard a quote by, I think it was Taylor Swift. Um, she said that there's no such thing as haters, just people who need a little bit more love. So I was like, oh, that, that changed my perspective on hate. And then so I decided that if I was to not upload the videos that I deemed important for people to to, to know, then um, there'd be no uh, there'd be nobody, no parents and no caregivers would really understand what I was talking about, right? Uh, because nobody'd be uploading those videos. So I thought, you know, for for a little bit of insecurity from me to get past that insecurity, I could actually help a lot of people. So I decided it was worth just taking the gamble um, and just doing it. And do you know what's funny? Because the hate comments are so minute, all the positive, happy comments kind of just flood them out. So you don't even really see it. I think the weird stuff is like, sometimes you get like hecklers in the street. I mean, because most of the time I get people wanting to take pictures of me and stuff and they'll notice me from videos and they'll want to just talk, you know, and say hello. But but then you have a negative of the people who just want to make fun of you because, you know, you're, you're kind of well-known on a, on a social media platform. And that's kind of hard, I guess. That's difficult, um, but it is what it is. And you just have to kind of, just have to deal with it, I guess. <laughs> if you want to do that kind of thing, you know, it's a sacrifice you make really. All right. Well, our next question is sent from Caden Knows Double X. And Caden says, Do you like pie or cake more? Do I like pie or cake more? As in pie kind of 3.14, or am I talking like pie that you eat? Pie as in you eat. Okay, so I would say that I prefer pies than cake because. I'm not as I don't like sweet things as much as I do like savory things. Our last question, which is two and one question, uh, this is from someone called Jamie, and Jamie says, "I'm always interested how a life of an autistic person or YouTuber is." So what he means is that, what is it like to be a popular autistic uh, YouTuber? It's um, I mean, it's really difficult because you are constantly having to do podcasts and interviews and meetings and working with brands and working with managers and traveling around the world. You know, I did the first ever neurodivergent um, panel in VidCon in LA last year. Um, I did the same in, Vid in uh, Comic-Con in London um, two times last year as well. And, um, you know, there's a lot of traveling 
doing keynote speeches, it's very, um, it's exciting because you get to do a lot of fun things, but it's also very draining and it's also very triggering because all of those things involve travel and travel is one of my, one of my triggers. And, you know, it's not something that is easy to do, but I always kind of say to myself that if I don't do it for these people, then, you know, nobody is, you know, from my perspective, as in like, I'm the only one who can tell my stories. Right. So, um, it's, it's interesting. It's difficult. It is difficult and it is a bit of a stress, but I do enjoy the work I do. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's the best job I've ever had. So <laughs> there you go. Following up from his second question, Jamie also says, what or who inspired you to be a YouTuber in the first place? Sure. There was no real, like, it, it kind of came about by accident. Like it was never, I never manufactured it to be a YouTuber. So I did, I used to love um, back in the day uh, in like, you know, 2000 and, oh, okay, it's really weird. Let me tell you a little story. Back in 2008, I had a, um, I had an operation uh, uh, and I was in a wheelchair for a little bit. And uh, because I was kind of like basically chair bound, uh, I couldn't go to work uh, or do anything. I was just sat at home and um, all I had was my MacBook. So what I did is I started recording videos of me just, just logging my day in like a diary format, just talking like a dear diary moment to my computer. And then since doing that, I uploaded those to YouTube and you can still find them actually. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what they are because they're just really embarrassing. Just videos of me talking about my day. But, um, but yeah, um, you know, and I, I did that and then I never thought anything of it. I, back in 2008, you know, you, nobody had any subscribers. There was nothing really going on on YouTube and it wasn't a thing, you know? Um, but then if we fast forward to 2000 and, oh God, when was it? 2013, that, that year, um, a friend, uh, uh, I made a friend with a guy called Benji Travis and Benji Travis is a really big YouTuber. Um, him and his wife vlog their day. Uh, they're called, um, it's, it's, it's Judy's life is the name of their vlog. Uh, and so they're really, really big. And so I met them in Ireland when my girlfriend and I went to see a YouTube kind of like meetup thing that they were doing because my girlfriend was really into watching YouTube videos. And then I just hit it off with Benji and he said to me like, Hey, you should totally do something on whatever your passion is. And, uh, so then I was like, okay, cool. So I took his advice and I just, he said, just, just put videos on the things that you're passionate about. So I just decided to make videos on, on talking about autism really. And that's, that's really it. So nobody really inspired me and it was never something that I thought would be a career, um, but when I was, it, after I definitely those like video diary moments to YouTube, um, I'd saw, I'd seen, um, the, uh, Epic mealtime videos on YouTube. And then I thought to myself, oh, that's really cool. So I just, I started uploading like just stupid, weird videos to YouTube of like me doing silly things like the Mentos and Diet Coke experiment. And then just, just funny skits really. And, um, and they got loads of views, but they, but I didn't know what I was doing. And, and, and I was like, oh, I could totally make this a big channel talking about stupid stuff. And then I didn't do, and it didn't work. So I decided to just forget that idea that I'd never want to do YouTube. And it was really funny because then by accident, the Aspie world started picking up steam and I thought, well, I'm going to have to carry on doing this because people want that information. And I loved helping people, you know, so it changed my focus. And rather than wanting to build a channel just for the sake of having a channel that was putting out content, it was more like I wanted to build a channel to help people. And then that really took flight. That was, that was a key in the process of growing a YouTube channel. It was the reason, the why, you know, and there's a very famous book called start with why. And, um, I think it's, I don't know if it's a Dale Carnegie book, but uh, start with why. And, and the book asks the questions that anybody who's building a brand that you have to start with the question, why do you do what you do? What, what's, what's the reason for what you're doing? And my reason is that I didn't want anybody to feel alone 
um, like I did, you know, growing up, and I didn't want parents to even feel alone. So it's not just the uh, the people on the autism spectrum who will feel alone from time to time, which I don't want them to be. But it's also the parents, you know, they might feel quite secluded, and isolated. I don't want that. I don't want that. So I just wanted to to be a place where people could come and hang out, really. All right, just a few more questions now. Uh, firstly, because uh, you also mentioning that you travel a lot, how does um, that that affect you with your autism? As that must be really stressful for you, mustn't it? Well, yeah, that's a great question. You know, I was just literally, I'm just, I was today, I'm, I was typing out a video about autism and travel anxiety and how to reduce these things. So, um, you know, there's a few things that I do, you know, and there's a few parts to it. When I first started traveling, um, I was... Uh, I didn't have any tips or tricks up my sleeve. So I was completely like, I was like a nervous wreck the whole time. You know, I was sweating. I wouldn't like change out of the clothes I was in. I was like, I wouldn't get comfortable for a plane. I just wear clothes that were tight. And I just was getting the plane. I just kind of like, um, you know, in the airport, just hold on my bag and just like kind of really tighten up. And I couldn't relax in the situation. And then I um, just got onto the plane. I was sweating the whole time, just sitting there thinking, come on, just get to the location, get to the location, get in the car and then get to the hotel room and kind of breathe. You know, I was like holding my breath that whole time which was no good and it would uh, stress me out. So I, so I went to San Francisco and there's a little mini series on my channel of like three or four videos when I went to San Francisco for my 30th birthday uh, with my girlfriend. And, um, you know, it was great. But the t but when I got there, I had sores on my mouth because I was, I was like so anxious and my body was just kicking back, you know? Um, so what I do now uh, is a few things. I realized that, you know, you have to make your environment that you're in as comfortable for you as possible and forget everybody else, right? That was one of my biggest issues of worrying about everyone else. So I, so now I travel in like pajamas, like I'm, I'm wearing like, you know, like tracksuit bottoms kind of thing, you know, like cotton pants, like a baggy hoodie, uh, just hair, whatever, no jewelry or anything like that. You know, just I just travel as, as comfy as possible. And then I have... Uh, uh, noise cancelling headphones. Um, I use the um, AirPod Pros at the moment and I do have some Bose ones which are amazing but they're a bit big to carry around. Um, and that helps with the anxiety because when you get the headphones in you can put the noise cancellation feature on everything becomes silent. I do that a lot when I'm in the airports themselves just waiting to board, you know. Um, and then uh, in terms of um, the other stuff is like one of the main things that I, you know, talking about like day-to-day -day life, I like to have my routine. I like to have the things that I like around me and do those things. Right. But when you're on, when you're, when you're traveling around, you're, you're in with other people's timings and it's all a bit weird. Right. So one of the things that I try to do is I wanted to try and live my life as minimal as possible so that I could fit the minimal reality of my life within a suitcase. And I could live out of that suitcase as comfortably as possible. So, I have a minimal wardrobe of clothing um, and I do everything that I every, like, I used to have like gym memberships, but that got too overwhelming. And, you know, so basically what I do now is that when I travel, I make sure that I can do any exercises in my hotel room that I need to do to work out. I can, I locate the stores before I land so that I can go to the store, buy the things I need so I can bring them to the hotel room and get myself ready, you know, to rely on anything else or any bookings or anything like that. And I get everything ready within that kind of, I call it like the, the luggage case uh, scenario where I could, I could live out the luggage case um, because I've already prepped all those things and planning was the key here to successful traveling, but it's still huge. You know, I have to take medication to, to do it as well. That's a massive part as well. I'm, I'm, I'm quite medicated when I, when I travel um, and you know, it's a stress because I'd rather enjoy the travel, but it's difficult because of the condition, you know, so. Talking about this lockdown, which is due to this pandemic across the world of like the COVID-19 stuff, uh, now it's coming up to uh, Christmas, because Christmas is only around the corner. 
you're going to be getting those panic buying and those doing Christmas shopping. Like, I went to my uh, local Tesco's not too far from me and shop, yeah, was so much headache, like so much stressful, um, which made me think that panic buyers and Christmas shoppers do not mix well together. Which, uh, my question is, um, how are you finding uh, lockdown yourself at the moment? Oh, it's, it's horrible, isn't it? Like, it just it's it's very difficult because on one hand, it's a little bit quieter because people are at home doing stuff. So it's, it's a bit nicer. So when I, when I go out jogging and stuff, there's less people around and I really like that. Um, but on the on the flip side, the places that they are congreg- congregating are the places where you have to go to get your groceries. So I think, you know, Tesco is like the worst one. But luckily for me, um, Aldi just opened up across the road from Tesco and it's like a really big, like fancy Aldi. I mean, it's like it's like a super huge one and it's got all the mod cons. And so everybody's going there now and everyone's doing the Christmas shopping and stuff and they're panic buying there. So so Tesco's actually really quiet. So I'm actually lucky that Tesco and like Little and stuff are quite quiet because this new, you know, the new boys on the scene it only opened up on the 15th of October. So I'm lucky. But before that, Everything other than fresh groceries, because we're vegan, so we buy a lot of fresh, fresh fruit and veg. Um, everything other than than that, I buy online from Amazon. Like even packaged noodles and crisps and things, we just we just buy on Amazon. We haven't sent to the house because, you know, if it's just a better way of dealing with it. I don't have anything else to say, uh, unless if you have anything to say yourself, ask me. No, I think I just like to um, maybe I could just end with, with saying that, like, um, you know, I, I think that everything that we do as autistic people, um, when we advocate, when we're doing podcasts, radio stations, community groups, um, or just helping inform friends and other family members of the condition, it all helps. And nobody should ever feel um, embarrassed or ashamed of who they are. They should be empowered by that difference because that difference means that you're super cool. And I love that um, because it makes the world what it is. And um, yeah, and I also have a free book, a download, an ebook download for life hacks with autism. So if anybody wants to download it, you can just go to autismhacks.net. That's autismhacks.net. And you can download a free book from me because, um, yeah, I just love to help people and it's a really cool way of doing it. So, uh, yeah, I think that's like, that's everything from me, buddy. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Maybe I could just end with, with saying that you can get me on every single social media platform and it's just at the Aspie world, which is just at symbol T-H-E-A-S-P-I-E-W-O-R-L-D. You can get me everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, Snapchat and YouTube are like my main channels, but I also have TikTok as well. Um, and well, everything, absolutely everything. You can, any, any platform that's available, I'm on it, you know, so even all the live stream platforms as well. Well, guys, appreciate you for listening to the interview. The links for the Aspie World will be in the description down below, along with his new book. So in case if you want to uh, feel free to get the book, which will be in the description as well. Um, Aspie, I appreciate you taking the time off your schedule for me to have a chat with you. And again, it has been a huge honor and a major thank you, uh, by the way um for popping into the studio and yes appreciate everyone listening as well again so thank you <laughs> coming up next guys i will be fighting you with a classic chart song from jennifer lopez and that will be coming up after this short break here on rec room radio this is rec room radio extra 